People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk family with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or on our website to hear us three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And also follow us on Facebook. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our soon-to-launch YouTube channel, and now on with this week's show. Family, welcome again to the Brothers Talk Family Den, kitchen, barbershop, backyard, corner, or wherever you hold your relevant conversations to spur critical thinking and activism around support for the Black community. Glad to have any first-time listeners, and we look forward to you becoming long-time listeners and helping us spread the word about the podcast and what we're doing. We're staying on the message of how vitally important critical thinking is to us as the Black community and why we have to keep challenging ourselves to keep from losing more ground every day that we fail to think for ourselves. You know, we need to have some spirited conversations and debates and don't miss out on the essence of progress, which is bringing together different points of view. And then you can develop your own individual perspective, but you don't want others feeding you what they want you to think. And please keep the focus on Black love and building self-sufficiency through our relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide, one household at a time. That's our campaign with a focus on expanding the number of Black-owned businesses, both inside and outside our community. Support them with your dollars and make sure you talk them up. You'd be surprised how many people from other ethnic groups are also looking for opportunities to contribute to our communities by buying Black as well. And family, as we're going to keep saying, even though they are relaxing more and more COVID guidelines all over the country, we can't rush this and think that it's all behind us. We need to make sure that everyone that is eligible is still getting your vaccinations. And please be careful in terms of wearing your mask in high contact situations. We are getting closer to the end, but we just are not there yet. So stay safe. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Hey, family. Uh, take heed to what, what Rod just said. Everybody uh, seemed to be going back to normal in most states as if the pandemic is over. It, it's really confusing to me and it's really disappointing to me that the medical professionals are saying that uh, we shouldn't start, we shouldn't drop our guards and we shouldn't stop wearing the masks and, and masks and we shouldn't stop social distancing because the virus is not done. And, and, and I kind of agree with that. I, I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see what happens after spring break. Uh, two or three weeks after spring break, let's see what happens then. If, if everything is all good, then I think we can pretty much safely, almost cautiously go back to normal. Let's remind everybody too that Barack Obama just tested positive uh, but go out there, take care of yourself, and make sure that you support black businesses. Norm? And um, Scott, thank you for that, you and Rod. And I just want to follow up by saying, you know, everything that you guys are saying is so important. But the biggest thing in regards to our community, let's not be our worst enemy. Let's come together and deal with the issues that we have to deal with as a community and a people and move forward. Thank you. We're going to get right down to it once again and get into what we continue to emphasize when we say 
critical thinking. There's a lot of press and media and publicity covering the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And rightly so, it is basically a undeclared war against the people of Ukraine. And we're certainly not about to support what Putin is doing, but we wanna look at another aspect of it because every day there are these stories telling us how the European countries that are bordering Ukraine and Russia are throwing open their doors and making every effort to welcome in these people who are fleeing from Ukraine. And we're reminded that it just wasn't that long ago when many of these same European countries were closing their borders to those who were fleeing from the same kinds of warfare and violence that was happening in the North African countries and the quote unquote Middle East and even refugees from Haiti after some huge environmental disasters. And so it just is not lost on us that even in the midst of this kind of tragic situation, that racism, once again, rears its ugly head. There certainly is no reason other than they're looking at the color of skin that they've decided that these Ukrainians who are more European than anything else are welcome when our brown and black brothers and sisters were not. You know, Rod, um, when, when, when you look at that and what's happening, uh, the only thing that you can, you can, the conclusion to me that you can come to is the reason that they're doing this is because the reason of the differential is because of the color of other folks' skin. I mean, let's let's just take let's just take Haiti and and how they're treated, how the Haitians, we won't America won't even let them get off the boat. And and we send them back. But yet we we're, we can take in hundreds of thousands of, of, of refugees from uh, countries that are more Caucasian oriented countries. And um, it seems to me that everybody's just kind of welcoming those people from Ukraine with open arms. I have no issue with that. The issue is why can't that be done in a fair manner to refugees from say the African nations who, who are escaping war and famine and all those kind of things. Why can't, why can't they be treated the same? Scott, I just wanted to actually touch base on one thing you said in regards to the Haitians being returned immediately versus the Cubans. If they touch the soil, they actually get, or the, or the policy was, they actually get to stay, which is really based on what you said, the colorism and the racism of this uh, European colonial system. But back to the Ukraine, they're not even letting the African students and the African people that live in the Ukraine leave. They're letting the whites leave first. Right. <laughs> which, which is the total racist uh, policy regarding that country. And again, the Europeans are right behind them and the U.S. as usual. That's an excellent point, Norm. And you actually made great points there, too, Scott, because it's interesting to watch the media coverage, because, as I said earlier, the, every day they've got these, quote unquote, heartwarming stories of just how the Polish people and the other European nations, Hungary and Romania, are just opening their gates. 
to allow the Ukrainians to come in and finding ways to give them supplies and support to go back and fight. And those same countries not only did not open their doors, but actively discouraged the black and brown nations from even coming. And as you said, the media thing is also fascinating because it just displays the kind of racism that they don't even necessarily realize that they're displaying. That's the unfortunate reality, because I heard a couple of newscasters from Europe say that this kind of thing shouldn't happen in Europe. This kind of thing doesn't happen in Europe, that these kinds of actions should be returned to North Africa and the Middle East where they belong. I mean, the inherent racism in that is just blindingly insane because on the one hand, it's like he must not have any idea of the history of the European nations that where both World War I and World War II world wars were started because countries like Germany and Prussia were in the process of invading other countries. And that plunged the entire world into wars. And at the same time, it ignores the fact that if you really take a look at those African nations, that they are who they are. They are most of their conflicts are with one another. There is a situation where there is interference that has come from the European and American nations to actually precipitate those wars in the first place. Well, and with with this particular war, uh, when you look at the way that they're looking at at home, it's, I mean, you, you got to they're divided at home. You got the same group of people who didn't believe in the virus, who doesn't believe in in vaccination and wearing masks, us up supporting Putin, and he's clearly the aggressor. Aggressor, he's clearly just killing innocent people. And so when I turn in this country and see how one media outlet is trying to pretend that this is not happening, and you even got Congress people and senators who are actually on the side of Putin, um, to me, it, the, the scary part about that is are they, their constituents are not calling them out, and their, their constituents seem to be okay with that because they're not calling them out. And if you're not calling people out for uh, a, a murderous dictator over here murdering women, children, and innocent people, but yet these same folks, every opportunity they get, they throw shade on what's happening in the black community in cities like Chicago, you know, Detroit, places like that. They constantly point that out about, you know, black people need to take care of their own, solve their own problems, so on and so forth. But yet, in this particular situation, you got a guy who is a known psychopath killing innocent people, and they seem to be okay with that. Something's not right about that when you when these people also call themselves to be part of uh, a, religious, a religious group. But Scott, they don't call it out when their own government does the same thing. You know, and in the end, this is literally all about arms sales and and um, profit for the military industrial complex. That's what it's all about. They can care less about killing people. They do it every day anyway. And then look at the other piece of it 
as to how easy it is for the Americans and the Europeans to have no problem in going in and taking out the leaders in the black and brown countries, but they then have this kind of mutual non-aggression pact with one another. I mean, I heard uh, Graham come out there and make the suggestion that somebody, those oligarchs over in Russia ought to take Putin out. But let's just consider how easy it was for the American government, along with the Europeans, to sanction the idea they needed to take out Saddam Hussein and uh, Muammar Gaddafi and countless other but African leaders and South American leaders. But somehow you've got, as you said, Scott, an absolute flaming psychopath that the world acknowledges that, but they actually haven't mounted any kind of effort while they know that that really is about the only answer that there could be. But we also know that they have this knowledge that he could come after them as well. So we're again seeing the impact of how racism has this notion that whites are somehow above this process, but it's okay for them to go in and take out non-white leaders. You know, um, Rod, uh, you know, when you was when you was making your statements, I, I was just thinking about how white supremacy and racism really is playing a big role in this. I mean, when, when you look at it, let's take a look at, you got a guy, Donald Trump ran around and told lies for four years. He'd been out of office now for a, a little over a year, even though he shut down long before that. But um, he's been running around, lying, breaking laws, took home 15 boxes of top secret documents. 15 boxes. What they thought he was going to do with those? But yet, he's a white boy who, in the in, in just putting his thumb and everything else in everybody's face, he's doing what he want to do. He says what he want to do. Say He lies when he wants to. He breaks all the rules he wants to break. He seems to be playing by another set of rules. I don't know whether you guys ever watched uh, The Blacklist, and the guy on The Blacklist who uh, said to one of the FBI uh, uh, agents who he was like an informant for, they kept reminding him of stuff that he was doing. He was breaking the law. And he said, you don't seem to understand something. Those laws don't apply to me. They are for you all. And that seemed to be how Trump is behaving because he's getting away with it. And Putin, here's a guy who got this little small ass economy telling people, if you do this, you better not do this and you better not do that. And, you bet. and, they, and, they, and they're listening to him. It, it just it's, it's and it's all to me has a lot to do with white supremacy. Right. There's just one thing I want to point out in regards to the um, them not taking out Putin. Russia has nuclear weapons, nuclear arms. The other countries where the dictators were actually doing all these all these things, they had prevented them from getting those nuclear weapons. That's the one thing that has saved Russia. And uh, which is another reason why they're fighting against Iran actually developing that weapon, because they would destroy that country as well. And you're absolutely right, Norm. I'm just looking at the idea, though, that if as you now have a situation in Russia where you've got the public seemingly against this war and you've got the oligarchs who are now speaking out against Putin as well, that 
I don't know who would come into office next. I'm sure you're right that there would probably be somebody with their finger on the, the button. But at the end of the day, I'm just noting, though, that they've always had this sort of mutual non-aggression pact with one another. And yet, as we said, they have no problem in finding a way to undermine these other African and Middle Eastern and South American countries where even if they didn't necessarily, I'm not proposing that anybody go in and assassinate him, but we all know that there is a rich history, especially in the Middle East and Africa and South America of the CIA and other uh, government sponsored groups going in and undermining those countries' leadership. Yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm curious about it. It's, it's real curious. I can't believe that because he has a nuclear weapons that that's what they're afraid of. Um, like with Kim Jong-un, um, whatever his name is, I think he already got nuclear weapons and they know he got nuclear weapons, but they're not that uh, intimidated by him. But for Putin, for some reason, they claim that they're intimidated because they don't want to provoke him to, uh, you know, use nuclear weapons and to continue to decimate uh, the Ukraine. And But that's what he's doing to the Ukrainians. He's definitely decimating their country. And uh, I just think that there's a little bit more to it than I got knew he has nuclear weapons. Well, North Korea does have a nuclear weapon, which is really the reason why they're not being messed with. And they can test their missiles as much as they want, and they're not held responsible for anything. But that's another issue. The, the, the bottom line here is the U.S. is excited because they're going to get this up more arms, more weapons, and this is actually going to produce a huge profit for the military-industrial complex. And that's the bottom line. So once again, we've given you our take, and we invite you to come in and give us your take, even if you disagree with what we are saying. That is, as we said earlier, the essence of developing your own point of view by forming your own opinion. That is what critical thinking does. It allows you to look at different sides of the equation and come up with your own perspective. In our Black Business Spotlight of the Week, since it's Women's Month, let us introduce you to Detrice Thomas. When the news of Breonna Taylor's death hit television, she was trying to come up with her first business venture. What she came up with not only helped her, but is empowering young Black girls. Thomas was struggling in her freshman year at the University of Houston, and she wanted to do something to empower Black girls and help them develop self-love and give them something to look up to. So she created the Melanie Dolls, featuring her flagship Breonna Taylor doll. Thomas applied for various grants and seed money, but she couldn't get any. As a result, the economics major created the Melanie Dolls from the ground up, saving money she earned from an internship to launch the business in 2021. Her first Taylor doll sold out almost immediately after a TikTok post featured the doll went viral. And then the Houston Cougar now plans on using a portion of her profits from the Melanie Dolls to launch her nonprofit, The Melanin Movement which will work to financially empower and assist creative talent in Black communities. Currently, the Melanie Dolls is taking pre-orders for the Breonna Taylor model, and its second doll is inspired and designed after author and civil rights activist Angela Davis. Thomas said she was inspired by Davis and the Black Panther style who all wore Black and sported afros. 
So look out for Detrice Thomas and the Melanie Dolls line. That's a wrap for another program. And God willing, we'll keep our focus on the issues that impact our community on the path to a better future. Don't forget, you can follow and communicate with us, sending your comments, questions, and show ideas to The Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Until the next time, as always, we sincerely appreciate your time and your interest, and know this, that we'll never take it or you for granted. Finally, let's remember, we need to do better today because that's all we really have.